We are I. I sit here this morning and, you know, look at this poster that I have framed up against my wall. These two, you know, adventurers, they're walking through this large meadow with a picture of a mountain in the background. And this picture of the mountain appears to be the Dawn Wall, or, you know, you can see the face of the Dawn Wall in Yosemite. I don't know if it is for sure or not. You know, it's kind of more of like a cartoon style picture. It's not a, you know, an actual photograph. But it has a silhouette of these two hikers, these two adventurers, you know, walking through this meadow. This meadow's, you know, purpley blue. You know, and the the dawn wall is this orangey red. So it superimposes this mountain that's in the background. These two hikers that are in the foreground. A little white cloud in the air. And... I look at it and I just know that it's that time of year where those meadows will be calling my name, calling the name of the people around me. And it gets to be this time of year and, you know, within a month or two from now, because like June really kicks things off. Because like right now, it's still, there's still snow at higher elevations. It's still wet. It's still muddy. You know, it's slippery. It's not all that warm. You know, it's just, not that great for hiking, but that that great crisp hiking season is coming very, very soon. And the narrative around the people that I know is it just that backcountry calls. There's just that thirst, that lust that enters your soul and just pulls you. And the the talk about buying property in the backcountry and you know homesteading and you know getting away from city life. It just starts ringing in the ears of everybody around me because the the heart and the soul are just pounding this message, you know, out into the world. You know, and I hear this message from, you know, all the males and the females in my life because they just know. They they know that the backcountry calls you so so intensely. Like the intensity of the backcountry calling, knowing that you can wake up on a mountaintop and you can see what you appear to be think is the the pitch black night and you realize that pitch black only really resides when you are in somewhere it's only really pitch black inside of a house inside of a cave when you're out in the woods in the dead of night it's not pitch black at all it's actually very much it's very light and very alive. And unless if you've been in the backcountry, you don't know. And especially in the winter time, with the moon and the stars shining down, that light is reflecting off the snow. It's actually very, very light. It's more kind of like daytime than anything. And I was having a conversation with somebody late last night talking about, you know, around, well, actually, it wasn't late. It was like 8 30 at night. But the sky was this. You know, you could see nighttime was coming, dusk was setting in, and that real deep blue 
you know, it started to really take over the sky, like, you know, in about 10, 15 minutes, it was going to be fully nighttime, you know, but you could start to see the twinkle in the sky of the distant planets out there. You could really start to see that, you know, there was going to be no more sunlight and it offers this, this really rich blue and there's not a cloud in the sky that just looks so beautiful, you know, and we were standing there talking and I said, you know, I'm like, there's nothing better than this sky standing on the summit of a mountain. You know, when you look down upon all the other mountains around you and the mountain range that they're a part of, and you look at the valley beneath you and you turn and you look at the valley on the other side and you look at all the, the trees around you and the rock and you stand there in the stillness and the quiet and the heaviness of the backcountry and you know, anybody who's being truly into the backcountry knows this feeling that you'll be hiking along and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the backcountry just starts to feel heavy. Like the gravity of the backcountry really kicks in. And I think that this is the line where you are in it now, like you are in it for the long haul, like you are so far away from civilization. Now, the backcountry has become real until you get to that heaviness. I think you're too close to civilization. That's why I like to be in that part of the backcountry. So deep, so far, so, so inundated by the experience that it feels heavy. And then you can start to feel comfortable with that heaviness, knowing that your life relies upon you and it's in your hands to prevail because all those things look that much more beautiful and when you wake up in the morning and you crawl out of your tent and you look around and you know that the only way that you're going to have warmth any kind of warmth even if it's summertime the only way that you're going to have you know like a morning coffee if you or a tea depending on who you are and you look out and you see that the blue sky has started to rejoin your life. And you can see off in the distance in the mountains because you're so high up that you know when that sunrise is about to happen because on the horizon of the mountain ranges, you start to see this thin little strip of yellow amongst this blue. And it's amazing. And you sit there and this whole process takes about half an hour, 45 minutes. And it just seems like it's getting lighter and lighter, but the horizon never really changes. The look and the color never really change. But then all of a sudden, you start to see this, this glare, this, this something that you want to look at. Like it is almost like there's a, a physiological response that says, look at this thing that's about to come. And you can tell that it's bright, but it's not bright enough that you can't look at it. You start to see these wavy little lines form that slowly just starts to distort this, this bright thing even more. And you sit there and you watch it. And again, it's so slow. It's so slow. It just slowly starts to creep up. And then all of a sudden, just like somebody has smacked you in the face, the sun is etched up just high enough that the the glare, like that intense brightness of the sun just crushes your eyeballs. And you have to look away, but you look around, you look adjacent, you look beside, and you see this 
this beautiful blanket of light that is bestowed upon these mountain ranges. And it's just, it's gorgeous. And again, it's just the stillness, the heaviness, the vastness of the the backcountry of the mountains. And you look out at it and it's just, it's incredible. Because the one thing you realize is that if you were out anywhere, like on the prairies, in the jungle, in the forest, you wouldn't be able to see the vastness of this experience. You wouldn't be able to see this experience as what it lies. I've been on the prairie so many times where you can see that sunrise coming and it looks like you can see forever on the horizon, but you actually can't. When you are standing on the top of a mountain and you see mountain ranges for hundreds of kilometers, it is so much different. Because it looks like something. The distance looks real. On the prairies, it looks fake. It looks like that horizon. You can reach out and touch it. Mountain ranges, you can't because you can see thousands and thousands and thousands of mountains. You see the vastness and the emptiness of the world that we live in. It's wild. The beautifulness of that day starting. That The beautifulness of the earth coming alive again even though the the earth is very much alive at night. But you can see the representation of that day starting of this is, this is something I need to capitalize on. This is something that is calling the productivity of my soul to kick in. And I really feel like that when we are in a structure, we very much miss out on this physi- physiological switch that gets kicked on, you know, by seeing the the sun come up. And it's not that we've always seen this. And it's not that we always haven't been inside of something to capitalize on it. But I think it's different when you are awaking upon more natural elements. A lot more natural elements. Because if you're out in the backcountry, and you've been a part of this experience, you know, that there's something that it does to your heart and your mind and your soul, like a switch has been turned on, a physiological switch has been turned on that says, we need to do things today. We need to do things that are going to feel real good. And those things that feel real good equal to your survival. And this sense of accomplishment really feeds the soul. And it feels great. And we miss out on a lot of these things. Because again, like I've talked about agnosium on this podcast. So there's a lot of things that people do in a day that simply occupy your day. But outside of being able to, you know, potentially buy food or provide shelter for yourself and your loved ones, there's actually real no value to the things that we do in a day. Because they don't further us as a human, like physiologically. And Biologically, the things that have, through the course of hundreds of thousands of years, have been perfected and formed so that you feel great. You feel accomplished. You feel fed. You feel whole. You feel like that you have a part in this vast world. And when you are humbled to the degree of it takes all the significance of your existence away from you, You look at the world in a completely different lens, but we can't see that in the world that we live in today, unless if you are connected enough with the experience of how insignificant we really are amongst this this space that we call the planet. So 
Wanderlust is coming. It's coming thick. It's coming rich. It's becoming real. I love spring. Spring is the the gateway for the happiness of my soul. Spring is the best time here. I've always said that, you know, spring to me just represents the life of my soul, the life of my actual life itself. Everything changing, the warmth, the rain, the buds on the trees, the flowers growing. It's, it's everything that I love about life because it's about to get into the best possible time of year. It just absolutely feeds my soul. And that's where we're at today. So I welcome, I welcome this spring that we're enjoying right now. I welcome everything that's about to do to my soul and to the souls of the people around me. What does spring represent to you? This is going to be the question of the day. So what does spring represent to you? And what do you do with the opportunities you have to go explore your soul? 